Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast, the radio show coming to you on this Thursday, December the 31st, 2020. Happy New Year's Eve, everybody. Hopefully this finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. We are going to do an episode today titled uh, Focus on Growth in 2020. 21. But before I kick into the episode in full, just a reminder, this podcast is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. Again, you guys already know it's the one supplement I take every single day. If you struggle to get in enough greens or all your micronutrients, and let's be completely honest, I'm a fitness person and take my health seriously. Even I struggle getting all of those in daily. So that's why I throw AG into my life. If you guys are interested, I can hook you guys up with a year free supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order of athletic greens. The site is just athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott. I can also DM it to you guys and email it to you. And if you're really on the fence, I'm going to do this probably all the way through at least the first part of 2021. Monica will actually send you a free pack right to your front door. You can rip it, try it. Then you guys can get hooked up with the free D and everything else. My gift to you because I believe in it that much. And it's the best tasting greens as well. It's the only one I can drink. Uh, that I don't mind drinking. The other ones, uh, you basically got to drink them over a toilet. It's like taking a shot of Jägermeister. It's awful. So Athletic Greens is not that. So if you guys are interested, hit me up. Also, the podcast is brought to you by my homies at Beam CBD. You guys, this is the CBD product I take every single night before I go to sleep. I like the Dream product personally. It has the 20 milligrams of the nano CBD as well as melatonin. Um, I like the tincture as well. And uh, it doesn't get you high, but it will help you get more restful quality sleep. You don't wake up feeling groggy. And again, it's natural, not habit forming. If you guys are interested, I can always hook you up with 20% off. Or right now, if you want three free nights worth for free, you can hit me up. I'll send you guys a link. You can try it for three evenings, see how it makes you feel. And then you can hit me up on any offer from there. Our last sponsor for today is my homies over at J-Lab. Again, you guys know that's where I get my protein, uh, my curl oil as well. And then recently they came up with a new collagen product, which Heather has been trying. And we can hook you guys up with a code for 40% off that. Heather, if you want to speak on the collagen real quick or... Hi, guys. Uh, She's here, morning. by the way. Yes, <laughs> yes I, I have tried other collagen protein um, supplements before, and I didn't really feel like I was reaping the benefits. Uh, I just started this one. It's been, this is week two. So I'm starting to feel a little bit of the benefits as far as it does help with uh, digestion. And I put it in my coffee. It's supposed to also, studies have shown it can help with strengthening if you have brittle nails, which I do, and uh, dry, brittle hair. So I feel like I'm starting to reap those benefits, and then it's supposed to help with your overall skin appearance as well, and if you struggle with any joint pain. So I'm loving it so far. I feel like I need to give it a little bit more time, and I hope to reap all the benefits. So check it out. We have a 40% off discount code. If you guys are interested. Message me or message Jeremy. I'm happy to help. Yeah, hit us up. Happy to throw it out there. But again, I've known Jay and those guys for a long time. That's the protein powder I take. It's the one that makes my stomach not feel like I got to run to the bathroom and take a dump. So that's why I use them, and I believe in everything that he does. And so it is out there if you guys are interested, and you can try it for super cheap if that is your thing. 
So, with that, we are digging into an episode titled Focusing on Personal Growth in 2021, which I think is more important now than probably ever. This originally came from the outline, anyway, from Success Magazine, correct? Yes, it was an article on, um, on their website. And I found. So we are going to kind of put it together, you know, what it means in terms of us, how we've kind of navigated through 2020, as I've coined it many times, the dumpster fire, which it has been, and nothing really magical is going to happen tomorrow. You actually sent me a really good quote. Did you send me that on Instagram? Yeah. Which I thought was super cool. Uh, let me find it really fast. What is that lady's name? Mel Robbins? Uh, I thought it was, yeah, that's what it was. Mm -hmm. Basically, her quote is, and I quote, when the clock strikes midnight on New Year's Eve and it's suddenly 2021, nothing in your life will be different unless you make it different, which is one of the realest things I have read in a very long time. Yes, I love her. I believe that to be very true since what really changes at 1201? Nothing. We're still kind of staying in the same boat if we don't individually and then obviously collectively as a group do something Take different. Action. So mm-hmm. that is what we are touching on today. We're going to go in great detail here. So buckle up. This is going to take a while. If you guys are doing your aerobic work or you're just going for a walk or you're just putting on some background or noise. you're just bored and you need something to listen to. <laughs> this is it. So we'll kind of break it down in sections and in parts and obviously get lost on some tangents as we go. But if we're talking about growth you know part one i guess would be why grow now is the question and i think obviously there's no time like the present why would i delay something tomorrow which i could get done today i believe that for fitness i believe that for nutrition i don't think monday has any magic power i don't think you know new year's day has magic power although most people use it as a reset so if that becomes your jumping off point i'm a fan of it so if you've been you know, kind of BSing yourself and not doing what you're supposed to do or putting yourself in the position to be successful, now would be the time to do that. So in terms of why grow now, we'll break it down by the numbers. So times of disruption, which I believe 2020 is guilty of that, they are ripe with opportunity, my friends. And I know it might not be the easiest thing to see, but it is true. This is a time for you to pivot, change, shift, and definitely grow. Yeah, so for example, the pandemic lockdowns are definitely a huge invitation for us to grow and just seize opportunities created by just all these crazy shifts that we've had to uh, work with. You know, it's really disrupting our business as usual, our day-to-day normal life. And so you have to look for those opportunities in the disruption. Well, a lot of times you don't even have a choice, right? Like it's just... It forces you. There's nothing else you like can we've do. We've definitely had to do it, both of us, um, with my job and with the business <laughs> in many ways. And a lot of people, if you're listening, depending on like what, what state you're in, you might still be dealing with some of this, which if I'm going to speak freely, which I tend to do so, I'm not a fan of uh, for sure. I don't think you know, closing down certain businesses and leaving others open is the right way to go about anything. Again, I'm just a fitness dude in a warehouse, but I don't believe it's fair. I would also, I'll go as far to say that I do think it's criminal in a lot of instances because I just, I don't see how it's possible for these guys to, you know, shift and pivot enough. Like if you're in a place, like if you're in Minnesota, which where I'm from, 
if all the stuff is closed, it's tough for those dudes to pivot and go outside when it's one degrees. It's just not a, a realistic thing. They can do to-go options if it's restaurants and things like that. The gyms, too. Like, they kind of have their hands tied when it's, like, inclement weather. Like, what we've done here, obviously, is different. We're in this beautiful state. Like, but, you know, during this, I guess the way I look at it for the fitness business, we were closed for, like, 110 days. Not, obviously, ideal. So, I guess I had a choice to sit at home and, you know, cry and be depressed about it or... I could figure it out. So we took the time here, and I'm just speaking from personal experience, filming multiple digital programs, which many of you guys will see later this year. And so I wasn't going to sit there and just be sad. I'm like, well, if I sit, you know, at home, nothing will change. If I come in here, at least I'll be productive. And if I have to eat, you know, trash for the next 110 days, I at least can get things done on the digital front and spend more time with our online coaching and our clients that are in, you know, countries all over the world, I can also wake my ass up and go meet our people at a park at 5 a.m., which again, is not ideal. If you told me I was going to do that January of this year, (laughs) I would have laughed in your face. But by doing that, it kind of brings you back to the roots of why you do what you do, makes you appreciate it. It makes you think outside the box. And also there's parts of what we still have to do here where I don't really like it. Like, obviously, this morning it was cold. We still pop the doors open. We do stuff. Like, I'd rather not do that. But what I've found is during this, I've learned to use our facility and our space here in some ways a way better. It's Mm -hmm. it's fun. Like, we've done things that we have not done here in the three previous years. We've owned the building, but now we're doing things differently, partially because of the pandemic and, like, the restrictions and all the shit that's going on. But now it's like I'll keep a lot of these things into the future when we're past this so it has shown me to run the physical business different but two when it when we say this time of disruption is ripe for opportunity we have done more stuff digitally and with people all over the world than we've ever done before we've created more video content we've done a hundred and i think 15 podcasts this year which is insane but it's an opportunity there where we're capitalizing on other revenue streams and not losing momentum because you're gaining it in other areas of your business. Yeah. And it's painful for sure to see parts of what you've built deteriorate or be put on pause. But again, I can sit there and pout or I can be like, well, I'll just figure it out. And that's kind of what we've tried to do here. And you've seen that with the restaurants. You've seen that with a lot of people in their businesses. And I and part of me thinks it's super cool and innovative, and I appreciate it. And part of me, I'm like, it sucks that it had to happen. But change happens no matter you want it to happen or not. And so you basically have two choices. One, just sit there and accept it. Or two, you know. Do something about it. And try to put. I look at it like this thing has been held together with like, you know, bubble gum and rubber bands and tape. And then over time, that molds into, you know, maybe if I want to be optimistic here, a better version of what your business was, what your life was and what everything else can be moving forward. And I do believe, you know, I don't want to say new normal because I think that's horseshit. I think we're going to get back to like how life was and then we'll be better off for it because we made it through all this nonsense. Now we have lessons are learned and we have all these tools we can use, but we can, you know, marry the old with the new stuff and then obviously find what works for you, your business and obviously your life. Is that all of it? Yeah. Number two, (laughs) times of disruption are full of uncertainty, which a side note, I think we all kind of hate that feeling of purgatory and uncertainty. At least I know I do personally. 
Right. I think like the pandemic has shown us um, that nobody's job is secure, including myself. Um, you know, you've some of you might have thought, okay, I have this essential job or which I don't want to interrupt you, but I'm going to everybody's job is essential. I'm, mm-hmm. It just is like we've used these terms and it's fine for the sake of using this. But I have to say this. You can, we cannot do that anymore. As a society, whether it's the government or whoever, you cannot say your job's essential. Oh, your, I 100% agree with that. Your job isn't. Because the person who worked in the hotel industry for 40 years, you're telling me, oh, your job is not essential. No, it's essential to them, to their family, to their mm-hmm. friends. The guy who owns the bar. And again, I'm not a bar person. You guys know me. I go, but to say his job isn't essential, it is to him to the barbacks, to the wait staff, to the servers. It's essential to all those people. So I just, I hate that terminology. I don't want to get in a soapbox. No, I agree. But and I'm there. I think it's more how I'm um, understanding it too, is like you thought, oh, my job or my company would never be affected by something like this. And then it's basically affected almost every industry in some way. Um, I've said it to you and before. And it's very humbling. Like, I try to look at it. It was very humbling for me uh, because I was just, I I just, it was taken away from me out of my control, uh, my, my position, and now I'm on temporary assignment. So it's very humbling to have something like that happen when you've worked um, your, basically your whole life and you went to college for the degree and then you got the career right after college and worked your way up the corporate ladder. And then it just feels like it was stripped away. So it's made me really think about how I want to move forward and focusing on myself was huge and just trying to, um, keep focusing on what I can control and just let go of, of everything else. And, um, and they're basically saying like, this warning is not to scare you, but it's, it's there to really make you think that nobody is just entitled to this job or the salary, you know, in the long term, you're only paid for the value you can create. And when you start treating your career as a business, when you are like, it's the CEO and the captain of the ship and you plan your own success accordingly, your financial vitality will grow. So I think, you know, it's just, it's such a, a learning experience for everybody right now that's been directly affected. Well, I've said it to you like before, way before this, like who's not going to go stay in a hotel? I go in what, and I've said that before, like years ago, and I go in what world would people not travel and stay in hotels? I've literally said that sentence out of my mouth more than once. And then here we end up. And basically business travel has been frozen worldwide for, for the months. most part for almost a year. And it's just leisure. Thank goodness for leisure and domestic travel, which has improved. But the corporate travel corporations are keeping all their employees grounded, which, you know, I'm just hopeful that we'll start to see that change as the vaccines are widely distributed and, and things start to look up. but And the reason I say you can't say things are essential and non-essential, because for now, you see the industries which they've deemed that. But if there's something else that happens in 15 years, it might be a different industry. 
and a different group of people. And then the flip side is you'll feel differently about it. And that's why I say everybody's job is important. And what I take away from that is there is uncertainty. And I've said this from the get-go and probably I'll put this, my parents have never talked me out of doing anything. They're kind of like, you just do it and you live with the consequences. But I know when I told my dad I was going to do this like 12 years ago, <laughs> yeah. he thought I was a dumbass. He didn't say it, though, which I appreciate. And that's probably why I end up moving forward with it. I don't think he could have talked me out of it anyway. I don't think I'm, he really... You, our families didn't really understand what you were trying to do in the first place. Nobody did. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you have a Facebook business Especially page? Especially entrepreneurial, like entrepreneurs in... I'm having a hard time saying it. Entrepreneurial. <laughs> uh, you know, for our generation, is just so different because of technology and what you've been able to do and personal branding and all of that. But 10 years ago when you would say that, oh, I would, people I, would look at you like you're crazy. Well, and you'd go to like the website and it'd be like me with no clothes on. And people are like, this is your business? Like, yes, this is what I'm going to do. And they, but they can't understand like how you get paid, how it works, all these different things. And... My dad Blogging. Never, yeah. Oh, my God. That's how, that's how literally in the world has changed a lot, obviously, with social. But blog, like blog numbers is how I got a contract with Reebok. And website. Yeah, from your view. Website visits. Views, like yeah. if 40,000 people are reading your blog, you can get a contract with this sponsor and you're worth X amount of dollars. But to explain that to like your 50-year-old parents when you're in your 20s, they look at you like you're a crazy person. My point is when... I told him that, hey, I'm going to quit my one corporate job I ever had with benefits and retirement and all these things to do fitness as a career. He's got to be on the phone like this. My kid is a dumbass, but never says it. And I think that generation, or at least the old way of thinking was, well, you have this secure job where you're getting a paycheck and, you know, there's the benefits and there's all these things. And then obviously fast forward, you know, 10 years later, my dad actually gets, you know, laid off from the job he worked at for 33 years. And the way I started to think about it when I got into this life and started meeting, you know, the Brents and the Mikes, the people here. Really successful business owners. And that, entrepreneurs. Yeah. They're like, you have to look at it this way. If you work for a company, you get one paycheck mm-hmm. for all your money. And if they tell you your job is eliminated, you're not essential, or the company just starts to eat it and they have to let you go, you have no money coming in. In this life, now, I have to get fired by like, 500 people all at once on the same day to have no money coming in. And even then there's other things that will trickle in. So I never looked at it after I heard that, like, well, I have multiple revenue streams. A normal person just has one. And the point of me saying that is you are the CEO and the captain of your job and of your life. And so you can put time into a company and be great. But at the end of the day, you're making yourself awesome. So you are the commodity and you are the linchpin and you have multiple things going on and where like an organization might look at you like you're so valuable, they can't let you go no matter what you do. And if they do, someone else will scoop you up in two seconds because you're so great and you might have a side hustle and a passion project that's also making revenue streams. But that's where I say that helps with the uncertainty of things that are going on. It just helps you diversify yourself just like you do your investments. And have a backup, right? Yeah. And I've, Definitely one of my biggest lessons was embracing uncertainty and I'm still struggling with it because I, my temporary assignment ends in like two weeks and I'm not quite sure they're trying to keep me on and (laughs) extend it, but I'm just, I'm just trying to go with the flow, do as, do the work as best I can and, and, um, hopefully things will start to get better, but I, 
I've found myself some days I'm like worrying about the future and I'm really, really trying to make the effort on just focusing on one day or one week at a time and just stop looking at the future because life is full of uncertainty and you just have to learn to embrace it and work with it and move forward um, because wasting all that time and energy worrying is just going to rob you from the joys of life and and keep you in that fear mode and I need to just work on that getting out of that sometime that mindset is so huge which we'll talk about later but and the last thing I'll say with that is just and I've said it before many times throughout the years here if you guys have been listening the best investment you can make is in yourself it always is you having a good skill set you being a good person you making connections with people who you like and sharing ideas because that at the end of the day is what makes you valuable not just in the marketplace, but in life with people yeah, as well. For sure. Number three, we've been benched. So make the most of it. It's a good example for anyone that ever played sports. But if, you know, smart athletes out there, professional athletes, college athletes who are, if they're sent to the penalty box, they're not going to waste time just sniping at the referee. They're going to, the great ones will ask themselves, you know, how did I put myself here? and then study their opponents for opportunities, and they're just constantly learning. So I think that's just a great example of you've been kind of knocked down, and now you have to take it upon yourself to continue to educate yourself um, and figure out ways to get off the bench. And look at that like you're not alone in any of this. And for me specifically, if I have a question or I need something, I'll ask my fitness friends, the friends of mine who like the Hannah's of the world and the BJ's who kind of do what I do digitally, or if it's in person, whether it's like, you know, if it's Ben or if it's Nikki or if it's Travis or whoever, I'll shoot them a message and say, Hey, how are you guys doing this? How are you navigating this new front? And a lot of people, when you take a loss or you get knocked down, we kind of think like, Oh, it's just me. I'm like, I've made friends with everybody. I don't look at people as like the competition. I'm like, we're all in the fitness industry specifically. Like there's five gyms within 50 feet of here, probably, or within 150 feet of this. They're not my competition. If they have a question for me, I'm happy to answer it. I'm happy to help them. I want everybody to be successful. I think you do more as a group than as an individual, even as an industry. So I think when you looking at your Instagram or your LinkedIn and those things, and maybe you're having a tough time, like reach out to those people mm -hmm. and you'll be surprised how open people are to share things to help you. If you come at it from a place of like, Hey, I've looked at your stuff. You look like you're doing awesome. You've got it figured out. What do you think I could do? Or how could you help me? Or just, you know, bounce ideas off and share best practices. I'm a huge fan of that with everybody across the board. Number four, if you're not focused on you, you're focused on the nonsense. <laughs> this is a huge one that we've God. taken very serious this year. Uh, focusing on the media and the news constantly will steal you away from focusing on yourself. So if you're looking to really grow and push yourself, you know, personally to to be better in certain areas, you have to be really focused and your time and your energy and your mindset is huge, plays a huge role. And so 
right now it's like if you turn on the TV, it's are we flattening the curve? Has the virus peaked? Or, you know, so many people have lost these jobs and it's negative, negative, negative. And, you know, what's the economy going to do in 2021? But uh, nobody knows that stuff. No you just, knows. especially if you're not, you know, elected politician, you're not, um, you're not a titan of your industry and you're not one of the leading doctors that, uh, you know, is epi- really involved. epidemiologist. Right, is really involved. And you just, you have no influence over those things. So why are you spending so much time and energy every day consuming it when it's just going to do a disservice to you? So some people will say, I need to read the news daily so I can be informed. And Let me stop you. <laughs> that would be... If all things were even, and I'm not telling you guys what to do, watch what you want. If it makes you feel good and you feel educated and you are having a great day, do it. If you watch it and it makes you feel like garbage, then and don't. And it angers you. Then don't do it. And, and it doesn't move you to act on it, then stop. And I would say this. I don't think when you're looking at most news outlets now, they're telling a, a, the real story because I think they're driven by money and adm- advertisement dollars and clicks. And so I think they're going to sometimes share things that are just panic porn driven because well, it's all a competition they're in competition with each other and so you have to you have to realize that and understand that and if you want to look at the weather because you live somewhere where it changes quickly then that's fine i think it's cool if, or if you, there's positive stories which sometimes you know there are depending on what you're consuming yes follow the, the one the outlets that paint a real picture of what's going on. Mm-hmm. If you want to check the market and things, that's fine. But just do do everything with context. Like, I'll give you an example. Back in the day, I would, like, go to CNN because I liked how they reported at least, like, the business stuff. Mm-hmm. So I could see, like, what the market is, how it's moving the stories. That became so garbage it's to me. Changed. I couldn't even watch it. And so now I'll go into Google and I'll just type in Dow Jones so I don't see any stories. And I'll just see if the market's moving up or down. And then I'll see, like, why it's doing it. And... It doesn't matter to me. I'm not going to read a story that says market crashed or market skyrockets off of this. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean anything. I'm not retiring anytime soon. So if I lost $30,000 or made $30,000, it really makes no difference. I just like to just have a general idea so I know. Yeah. But I don't sit there and be like, oh, the numbers are this this day. It doesn't matter to me. And I'm not saying like I don't care that you know a virus is going around. I go, but it doesn't change my day. It doesn't matter what happens in California if I'm in Arizona. Or what's happening in South Dakota if I'm here. And even what's happening here, I still have to show up and go to work every day. That's what I've always thought. My dad used to ask me all the time, like back in the day, what's the price of gas there? I'm like, I don't know. And I don't give a shit because you know why? I'm going to put gas in my car. Whether it's my a bu- grandpa oh. would ask that. Yes, and I'm like, he, he, whether it's a buck fifty or six bucks, I don't have a choice. I'm going to pay it and is drive what to it work. Is. Yes. Yeah, I can't control it. Yeah, and so what I've done too this year is like filter my news app. Um, on what I truly want to get out of the the news. And then also, like on LinkedIn, I follow only the media that I want to follow. So just maybe go through whether it's apps or stations and take a inventory of what's what's making you, how do you feel, and just identify what you're consuming. And then maybe you need to make some changes. Well, I'll say this. I'm not against feeling bad. I feel bad plenty. I get enough stress. I get enough shit that comes my way regardless of it. So I'm not saying you can't sit and feel your feelings and just like, you know, 
put your head in the sand and hide, but I haven't watched the news in probably six straight months. And have I missed anything super important? I'm still here. I'm still working. I'm doing everything. Anything super vital, I promise you guys, you're going to hear about it, whether you or, watch a news outlet or not. Like and like you see on LinkedIn or other media, social media, for example. We'll you don't have see, to seek see it out. You're going to see huge, huge headlines. So breaking news, you know. I don't look at it as being ignorant. I just look at it as if you can't do anything it's about yourself. it. Yes. And when you're focusing on that, you're not focusing on you. And by me turning that stuff off, what happened? I felt a million times better. I had some of my best ideas. I've made more money than I've ever made. All these awesome things have happened since I stopped Your mindset looking at is that. you have clarity instead of being sucked in and then wasting hours and hours and then feeling drained in a negative mindset, at least for me. And it's like you have to identify those triggers and that was one of them, especially being in two industries that were kind of vilified. Well, for sure, fitness and then travel and hotel industry. It's like we've been hit very hard by this. And so I just needed to make sure that I'm watching out for myself because it's just highly sensitive right now still. Agree. So the takeaway for you guys is every minute that you focus on the stuff that is outside of your control is a minute you're not investing in yourself and your happiness and spending with people and doing things you enjoy and you care about. So focus on the stuff you can control and you can just ignore the rest. You really can. I know some people will be like, well, I'm if you need to watch it, you do your thing. I go, but you always ask yourself, is this adding to my life or subtracting from it? And I think when you're watching the what they are calling mainstream uh, media outlets it's the same just the sky is falling chicken little story over and over and over again and they're not responsible if they say some shit that's wrong or they predict things that are wrong there's no retractions there's no oh hey we we rushed to throw this out there it wasn't true it wasn't correct we're not sharing everything in context and detail and they don't have to say that they just throw up the stuff to freak you out to get you to click and read and share it and that's wash rinse repeat because there's money driven by that in a side note anytime you're looking at somebody or listening to people where it's completely driven by money just take take it with a grain of salt because no it's not always the complete story in full context check you know, look at a variety of sources and then make your decision after that on what um, you want to so focus, understand. <laughs> focus on yourself is the takeaway because I've said this a million times, I'll say it again. It'll always matter more about what you do at your house than the White House or anybody else's house out there. Because you're in control of your own house in yeah. life. Unless you're married, then your wife is. <laughs> yeah. so True. There's that. Thank you for that. Well, look at her house. There's not one thing. Well, and I would love to redecorate. It's about that time, but. <laughs> Moving on, everybody. Okay, so part two, create your growth strategy. So how do you create a strategy to focus on your own personal growth? You got to reflect on your life. Yeah, so when they say reflection, meaning holding a mirror up to a situation or yourself so you can really seek clarity and be realistic with yourself. Um, the best way to reflect on ourselves is is what a lot of experts say is through journaling. Do, which you, do you journal? I do not consistently, and I need to. That's 
a goal I want to uh, focus on here in the new year is just really getting into a consistent routine of journaling. But a podcast, this is I was like going to say this is this does help me a lot and uh and then through our online coaching programs, I like to set goals and reminders and my own thoughts right writing down whether it's like in our workbooks that we have, so that's a form of journaling. Um but the act of writing down your anxieties, your fears, your hopes, your dreams or simply just reviewing your day And um, if you are into doing like a meditation or a gratitude journal, writing down what you're grateful for and really specific. um, (laughs) Specific notes. And um, she's about three drinks in here. No, I'm not. Oh, my gosh. And I've had like a couple coffees this morning. We would have a drink for New Year's, but it's like 11 a.m. Yeah, 11 o'clock. And our dog. So the fireworks started early last oh, night God. and our dog was freaking out for hours and she already had she recently had surgery so we're trying to trap her with a baby gate in the office but then she was whining and tapping the gate for like non-stop last night and jeremy actually was sweet and laid down with her for half the night about four hours but yeah it's getting ridiculous i'm like I'm oh let's get prepared for another long night it's like we have a newborn but I know newborns are a lot more difficult than dogs. So clearly so. we are not equipped for what <laughs> kids run around the house. Because like, I sleep by that dog for four hours. And I'm like, God, I'm exhausted. This is crazy. <laughs> it's a dog. It's pretty efficient. But anyways. Uh, so start, just try out journaling and see what you think. It should bring some sharp clarity to your life. 2020 reflection goal for myself is to write down today. I, I wrote it down for New Year's Eve, just do my journal and reflect on this past year. And hopefully it will bring me clarity on what I want to focus on moving into 2021. Agree. I'm never going to do a journal because I can barely write. Uh, my hand, my penmanship is awful. You could type it out though. Yeah. Well, I think the way I look at it, like how, if you're talking like cathartic things to reflect, like I do it every year. Like when I do, we do a podcast and a blog, like, you know, 35 years, 35 life lessons, or like what I've learned through... I do it through email, which is writing, and I do it through this. And it's the same kind of thing for me. But I do it with people here every day. Like, that's the one thing I'll say about this whole year. When you can be around people consistently, like I have now for the past however long we've been open, since what, September? Like, it just feels, you feel better. You just yeah. do. And I'm I'm very antisocial, and I'm like a mutant serial killer. I really am. But what I've noticed about myself is even as as far as I am that way, I like the people that are here. Like, everybody who comes here is cool, like today. Well, you like having very strong relationships, and that's what you've formed here. Yeah, because everyone here is like your friend. Like, Mm -hmm. the 6 a.m. group, it's, you know, we have 20 people here. We have all different relationships. Like, we can speak freely for them. I mean, obviously, there's 20 different walks of life, and, like, men, women, old, young, whatever. But everybody's super cool. And we all have the same goal in mind. We can listen to music. We have the office on the TV. We're working out. We can talk shit. It's fun. And then after that, like I get Raul comes in and D'Lo comes in. It's like these are people I would hang out with and work out with anyway. And I'd have a beer with any of them anytime. And it's fun. And so we can share these real conversations and our real struggles. And, hey, how's it going for you? How's it going for me? There's something to be said about that. And if you guys obviously don't do what I do for a living, that's why we keep this facility open. Obviously, it's a real estate investment, but we do it because the people are fun and they're awesome. The the people are our foundation. The community is like the foundation that 
has it, made this so successful in person and the online business side. And I really just appreciate it maybe oh, more this year than ever for my yes, own sanity. Thank you so much. Everybody who's listening that has ever supported us. Just listening to the podcast is, is a way to support uh, what we've tried to create and just continue to serve our community. And if you're, so if you're ever in Scottsdale, please come by. Oh yeah. Please come, we would love to, come to the facility. We'd love to meet you guys. Get a work on in. We'll give you a shirt, take a photo. Don't come to our house. That's creepy. But come, I share that because we're, <laughs> I was just sure. we're, so my buddy Dave, uh, Dave worked with me for years. Um, we've done a lot of projects together. We've traveled around for three Bach and a bunch of other. And he owned his own gym too. Yes, for years. So Dave worked with my buddy Ben and I, I'll get Ben on the podcast. I'll bring Dave on too. And so anyways, now he sold his gym and he's doing uh, medical, medical device. device sales. But he's, you know, he's been on the cover in Iron Man. He's a beautiful human. He's a beautiful guy. And uh, great shape. But he still films stuff for YouTube because he still has a YouTube channel up. Anyways, we had dinner with him Saturday night. They just had a baby. And um, we're talking with them. And Jacqueline's telling the story. Dave's out back with the camera crew filming at their house for YouTube follow along. And the door, they get a knock on the door. This guy shows up. He has like a case of beer. And he's like, oh, is Dave here? I think he's like 70 or 75. Yeah. 70, I think. And he like says his name. And Jacqueline's like, oh, well, he's actually filming right now from YouTube. And he's like, oh, she's like, well, I'll check if he's free. So she goes back and checks. He's like mid-video, which you can't mess that up. Otherwise, you have to start Especially the whole Especially if you thing. hired someone to do it. To yeah. Film. It's, uh, it's a process. Not your wife doing it. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, I'm sorry. He's busy. He's like, oh, he's like, well, just tell him. You know, so and so stopped by and, and left some beer, and then when Dave wraps up, she's like, "Oh, one of your clients, like she thinks." No, this the is- guy said, "I'm from the UK. I would really like to see Dave. I'm here just for a couple more days, but I, I gotta go here soon." I thought like she thought he was like a client that he trained for. Yeah, at first. she thought he was one of the local clients. Yes. That he, lives here. But he's never met this guy. No, never's met him. And this guy found his he's home a address. YouTube fan. And found his home address and went to hang out with him to have beer. And Dave didn't know he was coming, didn't message him, and just showed up. It's like, how did he find his address? Which is creepy. Yes. But super nice of him to do yes. that gesture. is just... So, we love you guys, but do not do that. Come here for sure. We have beer in the fridge know your, here. Know you, your boundaries. Yes. If you want to have some... we got, What do we got? Buffalo Trace here. We're acting here, like we're so shoulder. cool that people want to come see us. Well, I lock the door here because people do come all the time. And I don't know if they're coming to like high five me or murder me. So that's why I'm just kind of scared. I don't want to be on Dateline for sure. But it's super cool. We appreciate all of you guys. And I appreciate everybody who's ever came here, bought a t-shirt, listened to the podcast. All the nice messages, the DMs and yes, and feedback and everything. We just truly appreciate it. I reflect on that each year. So thank you guys. Uh, Next one. Cultivate a growth mindset. So deciding to adopt a mindset is so powerful. It's like the biggest component when you are trying to focus on your personal growth. And um, you just, you have to have a strategy to accelerate moving in the right direction. Um, For thousands of years, humanity's top achievers have known that what you think is what you get. In other words, the the thoughts that occupy your mind most of the time will be made, they will manifest. So that's why negative thoughts are so dangerous. You always hear, like, get out of that negative mindset, which is a struggle for me. I'm no expert in this. So um, I'm right there with any of you who really try to 
adopt that positive mindset. And uh, if you're, for example, like if you're afraid of being poor, you're going to most likely struggle financially because you have, you, you don't believe that you can be successful financially. If you're worried about losing your health, then most likely, you know, studies have shown that you are going to go downhill with your health. So focusing on that positive mindset is the fastest way to overcome your limits. And, you know, you know that you, you can be successful. You just have to really focus on it, believe it. And we touch on it later, but really having that self-love and belief you have to believe in yourself. Otherwise, you're just going to continue to hold yourself back with whatever you're trying to do. So, I agree. I think you have to think it, but then you also have to do the work too. Some people, very few, I think, will just think it and say it, but they won't put pen to paper. They won't actually hammer the nail. Because fear is holding them back. It's yeah. huge. So that means I don't know if they really believe it then or they're just talking shit. But you can think all the positive things, but you have to do the work too. You have to just take that first step. But if, and I've said this many times before, if you do not believe in yourself, nobody else mm-hmm. is going to. You need to be your biggest fan and your number one advocate. doesn't mean that you're a cocky asshole, but it just means like you have self-confidence. You have to have confidence. In what you're doing. And not if you don't have it. Like if you think you're great at golf and you suck at golf, no. But if You, you just got to try. It doesn't mean you're like... But if you're 100% confident in something that you're just, that's brand new to you, you just have to keep telling yourself you are, you're going to get better if you just keep trying. It's just consistently putting in the work over and over and over again. I'm, you guys, I'm the shining example. I suck at everything naturally, everything. And I honestly, I never I wouldn't say you suck at like anything athletic you're amazing at. Yeah, but that's okay. But in like real life, like who cares? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Let's like, I've said, I said before, like when you like play sports, like whether it's high school, college, even pro, right? Like once you're done, nobody cares. Like I remember going to job interviews and be like, man, I had the juice. I was so athletic and so good. And they're like, that's cool. Um, can you do PowerPoint? Like it doesn't, it doesn't equate. Like, so I had in school, you know, what I was good at you guys, uh, PE. So that was, was I. <laughs> because like I, I was good at school, but yeah, loved PE. Because <laughs> I could like beat kids' ass playing sports, and I could win, and I could get a sense of accomplishment, and like that I would you would you identify as that. We do this as humans. What you tend to gravitate, obviously, what you're good at, and that's who you become. So you're the jock, like you're the nerd. You're like we we don't. You could be well rounded too. For sure, I just wasn't. Like I was not. <laughs> because in that in that setting, I'm stupid. Like, I don't thrive in a school setting like that. Only Traditional be- setting. No, it's awful. But, but yeah, I could play sports, and then I could make friends and do these things. And the point is, I was not great. You know, I didn't grow up with money. I didn't have this great educational background in money. I figured it out. You know, I was not great. Because at- you had a work ethic. And, and you not- wanted to, you wanted to succeed and, and not hold yourself back. And you start to see things like, well, if so-and-so could do it, I'm like, Maybe I can figure it out. Same thing with speaking. Like you just have to consistently practice over time and believe that it's possible. And obviously don't be delusional. If you know, if you're, you know, like terrible at something, you may Like you're just... trying to be a singer, but like for me, example, for oh, example, I'm I've not great at singing. I certainly cannot sing. <laughs> Even all the lessons, if I took singing, singing lessons, I just don't think I would. No, but the point is. I don't is know that... how I got on choir when I was like 
in middle school and like church. Let, they just like <laughs> let kids do that. They're not going to be like, you're so terrible. They just let you do it. It's not like a sports team where it's like, if you're terrible at soccer, they're like, you're off the team. You suck. But it's choir. They're just like, just sit in the back and don't sing real loud. The takeaway is just you really, you have to believe it first. You, you truly do. And I think the fastest way for you guys to, you know, get over the roadblocks is just have a belief that you can do it. And if you put in the work, you will improve over time. And, you know, like anything, momentum is real and it goes both ways, both negatively and positively. And you just want the most amount of positive momentum possible. Which three focus on the hustle. Jeremy loves this one. Because I hustle, dude. There's been no better time in like the last century to start a business because, you know, millions of companies, as you know, are closing their doors and a lot of, sadly, small businesses are affected, which I hate to see. Whether, you know, it's like you or your loved ones have been directly affected or not, you can't help but just feel heartbroken it's right now. Like I hate stupid. seeing people's livelihoods affected and it's just awful through no fault of their own a lot of them that's what sucks we were doing a food drive still for st mary's food bank and i've been collecting all the food and um taking car loads over our people have been so generous here donating and i keep hearing the commercials like the latest one on the radio about st mary's food bank in phoenix in 50 they've been around for 53 years and this is the first time in 53 years that they've had these numbers, like record numbers that they've never seen. Like people that have never had to use their services, which basically you go there. They provide a, a lot of different services, but the, the core, the main service is your groceries. If you can't buy your own groceries and it's just awful to hear. It's so, sad. Anyways, I just wanted to, it's been on my mind, so... What was, um, where are we at? And the economy right now is going through a whole reorganization. So there's definitely opportunities that will be coming from this. You just have to figure out um, where you're able to create those opportunities and then figure out the solutions um, with whatever you're trying to focus on. And if you want to thrive, you'll need to adapt yourself to the new world and change the way you work because everything has changed. It's, it's, yes, we're, I know you don't like the new normal and neither do I. I just don't like the wording. It's, but f- it's stupid. We're going to be, things have changed. So now we have to deal with mm-hmm. it and work through it. For sure. But we're like, you can see like clearly we can. We're smart enough as humans mm-hmm. to do it. I just don't like people like, oh, it's the new normal. We'll never shake hands. That's horseshit. Yeah, no. Like I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to live in a world where I can't shake hands and drink a beer and go to a baseball game. Like it's just not going to exist. Yeah. It's stupid. I don't want to get off topic, but it just irritates me. Uh, well, and there's another example in here. It's like for many people, this one's definitely me. This means that hanging on to a salary salary job with your fate in the hands of another person or faceless HR department is a risky strategy. Transitioning fully into entrepreneurship right away may not be the right move for you, but diversifying your income stream, which we touched on earlier, um, but you can do this with starting a side hustle if you do still have a career or maybe you lost your job or you're on furlough, you can start that side hustle now and this can be your plan B you can insulate yourself from the crisis and um, 
I know, for example, someone on my team, she is on furlough still and her side hustle was cooking and she has created and launched her own cookbook now. So it's just great to see those people that um, have had a passion and they've been able to start to turn it into a business. And I know for myself, for a long time, I struggled because, okay, hey, I have a corporate career. I can't have a side hustle. Like what if someone finds out and, you know, they're, I would worry. I would hold myself back from trying to help out more with our own business, which is sad. You would? Yeah, because I was scared of what people would think or I was like, oh my gosh, what if I get in trouble because, you know, they think I'm not working. I'm not serious about my career and I'm just taking advantage of it. So I've had to separate those things. And um, over the last couple of years, I tried to get out of my comfort zone and focus on growing in those areas because it does selfishly help our own business, which is a huge passion of mine is the health and fitness and helping other people live a happier and healthier life. So you just have to figure out what works for you and don't be afraid because like in this situation where I basically lost my job, was on furlough, still don't know if I will have a career next year but I'm so grateful that I used the time well especially this year to start growing independently of Jeremy's business and trying to also do something for myself where yeah I can make a little bit more money on the side which in turn helps our family (laughs) but but it helps you it helps me fulfill a void too and be creative whether it's like I love taking pictures of my outdoor adventures and going on different, just creating those experiences and memories. And then also, like I the, love working out, so might as well put it out there. And All I, the recipes that we put together, like when you communicate with the people in the groups, like, again, I'm just a dude. Like at some And just point, having that female perspective was huge, and that's, I think, what we were missing um, when it just comes to Jeremy's content. Well, and at some point, like, it's not, I've said this before, how inspiring can it be? Like, oh, Jeremy is working out again. Like, And the dynamic of our relationship and, like, this podcast was huge for me to be able to participate and... I was, like, pulling teeth, man. Yeah. I know. Yeah, and that was bad. something I was holding, my, holding oh, myself God. back. You guys, if we could film, <laughs> like, some of the days before these episodes, I two things i'm you're amazing now and i'm proud of you and it's amazing Thanks. what you've been doing but oh man uh, i know it was painful I, and the only <laughs> and i say this because and i've talked to i don't want to get off topic um but i'll you can't beat me at the at this and what i mean is like i will and i ride you harder than most people because you're my wife and i can but because i know you can do it like i'll wear you down until eventually you'll do it yeah and then now you you're will like, yeah <laughs> And you can never but beat I'm, me at that. And I'm, I'm like, glad you do that because you force me to discover different things about myself and push me to challenge myself. Um, and I'm grateful for that because I needed it. I needed kind of the, the kick in the butt. So to, if you don't have a me at your house, maybe <laughs> I don't know what you well, do. Well, and it, we touch on this later. It's how to find a mentor or hire a coach or sign up for some sort of, you know, mastermind group. And that's later on. Um, and I think it's on part three. 
So with the focus on the hustle, this is what I'll say. Uh, I'm not against working for a giant company. Uh, they offer a lot of benefits and they allow for a work-life balance that my life will never have until I shift into a different gear probably later in life. Um, there's not a lot of guarantees with anything, whether it be this life or like the corporate world. So there is benefits. And so I'm not telling people to go quit your corporate job. That's right. not what I'm saying at all. If you want to be an entrepreneur, we call it being a reluctant entrepreneur. Like you never quit something until it's making the same amount of money it's or something place. that can allow you to be comfortable in your life. But you have to, you have to weigh all the risks and all the costs when you do that. And I don't think it's for everybody. I really don't. No. Everybody shouldn't be their own boss. There's a lot of people that need to be number twos and threes and fours and number 16s. And I think a lot of people would be better off being the number 27 person at a giant company than being the number one person on their own. And then the flip side, there's other people who thrive the other way. So if you want to do something outside of just your work to diversify yourself, you need to do something that you really enjoy doing, something that probably plays to your strengths. And something that you would probably do for free you just figured out a way to be so good or so fun or so educational at it you can monetize it and you like working a shit ton of hours for probably no money up front that's my advice from a dude who that's basically what i did and i can't teach you or coach you how to do anything outside of the scope of of what i know but it's worked out for me and i love it and it's opened up my mind and i think we'll do the same thing for you so even if you work for a a giant company and you got to, you know, they're paying you a hundred grand a year, but you want to do something else on the side. I think that's cool as long as you love it. And what that will do is it opens up your mind to what's possible and not just in terms of making money, but what you enjoy doing and what you like doing and how to diversify your skill set as the person. So you are this valuable asset to everybody you come in contact with. 100%. Number four, partner with allies. I don't want to cut you off here. No, you can go on this one. But I read this a little bit. First of all, Heather puts these together, the ones she comes on. I don't read anything. Um, she just talks and I start rambling. So but this, I was reading this as you were talking. Um, they go into detail here a little bit about, you know, building a business with partners and uh, building a life with partners. And I, I believe that too. My only take, and I'll let you run with it. If you're talking about building a business with partners, my only suggestion is don't go 50 50 uh, with people. It never works. It's why they don't have two popes. It's why there's not two presidents. I just don't think that works. There is a power struggle and a dynamic there that is not ideal. Uh, maybe that's partially why it's tough with marriages and people. I don't know. I can only speak about being married to Heather. I don't have any other experience other than like what I've seen from other, you know, people here and obviously my own parents and different things. When you're in business with somebody and it's 50-50, it's really hard to do 50% of the work and the other person do 50% of the work. There's always going to be somebody that works harder, someone who works more, works less, gets more shine, gets less shine. So if you're going to go into business with somebody, if it's not your main source of income, I think it's okay. Like Dave and I have done business stuff together where we split it 50-50, but it was never our main source of income. It was like a side business, which that's fine. And I, you know, Admittedly, he'll tell you, like, I would do more of the work because that's just kind of how I'm wired, and I'm okay with that. So if you're going to do the business thing, you have to have, like, a CEO, and then you have to go down the chain from there, and you have to figure out a dynamic just because I don't want you guys to go into business with your friends and then lose friends over it, which I have friends that are basically no longer friends anymore because they split up in a business, and it, I hate to see that. So It's really sad, yeah. Just my side note. But you do – it is nice to partner with people or at least have them, like, on the side or just – 
have them as consultants or whatever it may be. And then obviously, you know, you need to build a life, most people with a partner too, because it's life is just easier if you have somebody who's in your corner who's not a, a complete turd. <laughs> yes. And so when you're planning your growth strategy, it's a good idea to leave space for involvement of other people, whether it's a significant other, a business partner, or a mentor. And we won't really go on to the love is like a whole other discussion uh, between like two types of relationships. We can do that on like maybe another episode. But finding allies in business often starts with joining like a mastermind group, which I know Jeremy started one, gosh, probably the first year of your business, right? Yeah, I've been a part of a couple. Like the first ones are just kind of are basic. And honestly, I'll say this to you guys, if that's if that's what we're talking about here. And I think you can look at your circle of friends kind of like that if you are like just a, a bunch of gangsters. And what I mean is like high achievers. Most people aren't. So I was in a mastermind group like early at, and I went to a lot of events like with like-minded people. That's honestly how I first met like BJ Gador and I've known BJ for like probably over a decade now, which is, you know, I hopefully I've helped his life as much as he's helped mine. I would not be here without his influence and without his help. And it's how I met like the Travis Merritts of the world, the Fred Zollers, Matt Sizemore, who is actually a huge part of our business and you guys never see him. Um, he's like the invisible ghost that lets all these things run. That's how I met these guys. And it's not just the information you're going to learn in groups like that. But they're really good humans, too. And we can beg, borrow, and steal from each other. And I hope I've elevated them as much as they've all elevated me. And we, you don't have to reinvent the wheel, is what I'm saying. And that's why having a strong group of people in your life, you can all leverage off each other. And I think that's huge because you all have similar goals. Mm -hmm. And some of those groups were it's entry level, it was basic. And then as you get into it, like some of us, you had to make X amount of dollars to be in the group. And so it's surrounding you with... Um, here's an example I always give. If you want to be a millionaire, you know what you do? Hang out with a bunch of millionaires. It, you're going to get there. And that's like what these mastermind groups become. If you want to be super fit, you know what you do? You hang out with super fit people. And eventually you become super fit. Like if you want to be a really nice person, you hang out with a bunch of nice people. It's just like, you know, success breeds success. And real recognizes real, as they kind of say. And that's what I've tend to do with those groups and it's helped my life out a ton. And we do the same thing with our personal life, like our friends. We all, we might have different beliefs and certain things, but we all kind of share the same ideas of like what we believe about life and like what we want our lives to look like. And that's key. We wouldn't stay in Scottsdale if we didn't have the community here and the friends we have here. Like it's everything. It would be super hard to leave just because it's like we enjoy everybody who's in our circle. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I guess going back to if you did go into business with your significant other. Um, oh, don't do that. That would be difficult for us. I like to help and be involved. But I know enough about myself that I need my own outlet and my own career. And that's just like really important to me. And I think the separation does help our relationship. It's why, because, we, do, it's why we don't work out together. Uh-huh. Because... Well, we do like hiking or... When the tracks were open, we'd do like field workouts or, or track workouts and things like that that I love to do with you or play basketball or something yeah, like that. But, but I don't coach you. But you're going to do like your manly training here. What is that even? <laughs> manly training? Here we go. It's just different. Like obviously we're going to train different and I'd rather do the group 
workouts with the group. Well, yeah, but like even us, like we don't run through the circuits together Mm -hmm. because we're married and I try to be nicer. Like if I'm training, I'm just training. Like we're not friends. Like we just come in and we, we kill each other. Like, I don't want to get in an argument with you about working out and then have to go home and be married, Heather and Jerry. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just you have to have the separation because we see enough of each other and, you know, it's like I feel like we have a good balance right now. Yeah, it works. And I don't want to, like, yell at you or, like, have you yell at me about work stuff. Like You don't want to, like, start to resent each other, so I guess be aware of that. Yes. And know your personality. Some people can do it and are thrive uh, having a husband and a wife team. Well, we are a team, just not. It works. It works how we do it. Mm-hmm. We're good. We good? Yeah. All right. Manage your time. So many plans fail precisely because we haven't taken the time to think about how we want to spend our most valuable finite asset, which is time. So for most people, this pandemic has radically altered, you know, how you've spend your time, your days, and your routine, maybe even created more free time, probably not if you have kids, but whatever the case is, we're being invited to kind of reevaluate right now what's important in our lives, which is very important, and that's like the huge positive coming out of this year. So during this forced time to reflect, um, you have to use your time wisely, and it's so funny because this article had mentioned you... uh, Specifically, how will you spend your 86,000 seconds? And if any of you have followed JSF for the past several years, we even have 86,400 seconds on our shirt. And the meaning behind that is... T-shirts, videos, chapter in my book from six years ago. 86,400 is the seconds in the day, if you guys don't know. And, you know, we make the motivational stuff here like anybody else. But the, the takeaway is just understanding that your time is running out and you have less of it today than you had yesterday. Life's a gift. And you have the rest of your life to do whatever you want, no matter what it is. And I, a lot of people I meet, and this is fitness too, they just delay it and they push it off and they push it off and they push it off. And this is not just with that, but with everything. Oh, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to travel the world. I'm going to start a new career. And people make every excuse in the book why to push things off. And At the end of the day, like, we all have the same 24 hours. We really do. It just comes down to efficiency. And I say this all the time. I'm no smarter than any of you listening. I'm really not. I just don't waste time. I really don't. And I work a lot for sure. And I try to make every single minute count. So I try to to over, and this doesn't happen overnight. Over time, I try to cut out things in my life that weren't providing me value. And if I found myself, oh, I was watching TV for five hours, I'm like, well, that's why you're not where you want to be. And there's little ways you can kind of success hack time, you know, over the course of your day and your week and your month. And we can share a bunch of those, but it's just being mindful of what activities you're putting the most time into every single day. And so the easiest example I would give you personally, and they write down, you know, journal, I call it auditing. So you go through your day. We have a full video on YouTube about this as well. Like when people say, Jeremy, I don't have time to exercise each day. And I'm like, that's horseshit. If you are saying that, you have a terrible life. You have a terrible job. You have terrible balance. I really believe it. If you can't squeeze out 30 minutes three to five times a week to move your body, I'm like, 
you're selling yourself a bunch of nonsense. Or if it's the case, you have to eradicate some other things. And it's just you kind of breaking down your day from the minute you wake up to the minute you go to sleep. What are you spending your time doing? I am this much time commuting. Well, I don't have time for personal growth. You can't listen to a podcast or an audiobook on your way to work, on a 10-minute walk, on your drive home, on your lunch break. There's a lot of ways you can success like stop hack. Stop being lazy. <laughs> it's the truth. And most people, I know I've been guilty of it too. Like, in if you oh, if you've watched a season of Netflix, you have time to exercise and eat right. You have time to learn things. If you sit down on a Sunday and watch five hours of football, do you know how much stuff you can get done? And trust me, I love to sit and veg out and watch the Vikings play every single Sunday. I don't, and I haven't watched a single game this year. And I'm not telling you to do that. If that's your escapism, please do it. But I've decided to go a different route, and there's no way I would be here and think this way, move this way, feel this way if I just sat on my ass and wasted time doing these what I consider to be low-return investment activities. And that's how I look at everything because we're all given the same time. Mm -hmm. And if I'm seeing other people, well, how is this guy doing all that? I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. He's not wasting time bullshitting there. I do the same thing here. It's worked wonders for me, and if most of you listening are smarter and you know more resourceful than even I am you can do anything you want in life it just comes down to one set of behaviors versus another and for most people it's just consistently using your time wisely or using it poorly and holding yourself accountable I know what works well for me is like planning out my day like usually I'll plan out my week on Monday but I also will do I'll break it up and I will plan out the day before the next day. So, for example, yesterday I planned out my day for today. And I put it in my Outlook calendar and it syncs to my phone. So I, this morning when I was drinking my coffee, it was like, oh, Jeremy's podcast is at this time. Um, you know, walk the dog and uh, work. You know, and my to-dos are listed out if I need to go to the grocery store. When am I going to work out? And I map it out like that. And that really just holds me accountable to use my time well. And it can shift and it can be fluid. I understand that. Like, obviously, if you have kids and different things, like, that's, those are things that are going to happen throughout. But you know that. Like, mm -hmm. if you got two kids, you know you got two kids. Oh, Four gosh. Yeah, that planning is on a whole nother level yeah. when you have kids. And I give you all props that are parents because you really have to hone in on using your time really well. But you know that, like, that's your life. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not going to get six kids tomorrow. You know you got two. You have their stuff. And you, you can be fluid and you can shift with it for sure. But what I would say to anybody out there is, and I know it sounds like, oh, well, it's so militant-like. Well, I guess it kind of is. But there is so much freedom in the discipline of structure. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds counterintuitive, but I promise you, when you have a structure and a routine in your life and you look at the most successful people and organizations and teams and companies, there is a certain culture and a structure to it. And I don't know anybody who's super successful. And again, there's people here that make millions of dollars a year and they're not in the best shape, but they haven't taken the skill set that's made them financially successful and to applied it to their fitness yet. The time for their health. But they can do it. They have the skill in one area. They just haven't married it to everything else yet. So it can be done. And I promise you guys, if you look at anybody who's successful in anything, whether it's business or a marriage or fitness, they dedicate time to it and they work on it consistently. You're the same way and you have the same time I do. And fitness, here's the beauty. And I say fitness because it's obviously it's a fitness podcast. You don't have to spend five hours a day on fitness. 
if you can block out 30 minutes and just not eat like garbage, you guys will be successful. The other things might take more time for sure, but if you can do it with your fitness, if you can do it with your business, if you can do it with your marriage, you can do it with everything else if you're just diligent. Part three, take action. What are we talking about, health? Yeah, no, health is number one that they have listed and a couple things that they have under the health category is stand up, move around because this time a lot of people, like we mentioned, are just sitting around watching TV for hours. They're bored. They're not motivated. And just a little statistic for you, sitting around for eight hours a day, also just being in the virtual world right now. I know for me too, it's like I, I haven't been able to meet with clients or travel and for work and all I am is doing virtual meetings basically all day long. So sitting, sitting around for eight hours a day increases the risk of premature death and some chronic disease by 10 to 20%, which is a very scary fact. Um, so get off your ass. So move around. And then they also mention minimize alcohol, which I know is challenging because pandemics are boring and stressful and so why not pass the time with a beverage or two? So even moderate alcohol use is robbing you of your money, your energy, your early mornings, uh, your workout sessions, mental clarity, years of your life, and maybe and making things more difficult in your personal life. So just be aware of what it's costing you. Um, yeah, because it's, it's definitely a struggle for a lot of people, during, including myself. I've definitely had moments where I'm like, oh. I'm just going to have a couple, you know, drinks when normally I wouldn't. And so it's just being aware of that and making sure that you're focusing on it. You just got to decide what's important to you. Mm -hmm. And I'm not judging anybody. If you want to drink every day, you're grown ass adults, make your choices. But when it, you look at like, what is it really costing you? And that's the reason I, well, I don't drink for a lot of reasons, but one, I'm like, I'm not willing to give away the next day. Well, you drink, uh, on occasion, but rarely. But not like normal people. No, do. not normal. Like a beer. Like we went met with Dave. I had a beer, and like you go home. But he, again, he's a good friend. I'm happy to do it. I don't just sit at home and drink. Yeah. Like I'm never like in front of the TV. Like hey, let's have four drinks. Right. I'm not judging anybody who does, but if I know that's going to lead me to want to eat garbage, or not get quality sleep, and then wake up and feel like a bag of shit, what is it worth for me to give away? an entire day for a couple hours of a feeling. It's this, the instant gratification or the escapism of it that's costing you the next day. And again, you guys make the call where you want, but you have to be healthy. And most people who are drinking, you know, a thousand drinks a year don't tend to be the healthiest people in the world because it doesn't lead to poor choices, excuse me, like great choices. And it doesn't breed this level of being hyperactive and just being healthy every single day. Side note. 100%. And then the next one was join a health challenge, which leads us to our next online coaching group is our 47 day transformation program. And that one begins on January 11th. If Jeremy wants to talk about it more, but basically, you know, in the article, they're like, look for accountability groups. Now is the time everything is virtual, which we are blessed to have created this program years ago. Um, to be able to offer it, but it's basically a support group. It's educational, inspirational, motivational, everything all in one, and you are getting coaches that will help you every step of the way. Yeah, we just run over all the four pillars of fitness, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional. Obviously, the workouts come to you guys every single day. 
Uh, we walk you through macros, eating real food. Really, it's hard to explain it, but it's the way fitness should be done all the time. Essentially, what I did was take what I do here every day with people, the way I talk to them, we interact with them, the things we try to present them and you know preach into their life, we put it into a digital format and we gave it the highest form of accountability we could to make it realistic. And uh, it's the thing online I'm the most proud of, uh, for sure, because it, we've helped you know thousands of people at this point and we always try to make it a little bit better each and every time we put it out. So if you're looking to do something a little bit next level in 2021, this would be it. So that's it. Number two, get your mind right. <laughs> The quality of your thoughts, you know, really determine the quality of your life. So in order to grow, you just really have no choice but to just watch your thoughts closely and just get rid of those negative thoughts and replace it with the more productive thinking. And installing a healthy mindset doesn't mean that you'll never have negative emotions, obviously. Like, you're every, not perfect. Every day it'll happen. Um, or anger or frustration. It just, that's part of being human. So you just have to deal with it and recognize it and then um, work on ways to snap you out of that mindset. For me, it's like sometimes I just need to get out of the house and go for a walk or turn on a podcast or watch something funny or play with my dog or meditate or call someone I love, you know, you just have to find ways to lift you up and you're the only person that knows what will make you happy and in a better mood. So exercise can help for most people. hundred yeah. percent. Uh, there's a lot of things, but if you think about it in terms of how to put yourself in like a proper mindset, I am a huge fan. Obviously I wouldn't have started a fitness business forever ago if I didn't think physical activity had endless benefits. I really do. Emotion creates emotion. That is true. Um, it surrounds you with people who are like-minded like you are. And I just think when you have a healthy body and it does bleed into a healthy mind, I think vice versa, if you can kind of marry the two, that's the key. And if you're talking about the things listed here, like visualization, and I've done this forever, even as like a little kid, like you just mentally think about what your life would look like or I the way I did it was with sports always because I didn't really do anything else but I would just picture like playing the game before you play the game like you picture hitting the game winner you picture like you know playing defense in this sequence you just are walking through the entire sequence of events before it ever happens it's like you're prompting yourself setting yourself up for success not failure yeah and I've done this with everything and I I've talked about it on here numerous times Everything I've ever said has came true, like with this business or with my life and everything. Now, obviously, I didn't with see... With failure as part of the journey. Oh, dude. I, yeah. I, when you guys... I think people need to understand, like... Oh, when you see programs now that we run, and even now, like people... Some guy that day is like, your 50 days sucks. And then I had a lady the next day is like, your 50 days is awesome. So we take all the feedback. <laughs> like, yeah. Some people like what we do, and some, some people think the 47 days sucks. Some guys are like, this program's dog shit. I'm like, I have 10,000 people who love it, and this guy hated it. The point is, like, you take everything with a grain of salt, and while I'm visualizing it's going to be successful, we're going to help people, even the stuff you see today, I have so many programs that we did before and launched and, like, spent, like, there's a program we did, spent, like, $10,000 on, and I think it made 352 bucks, like, when we launched it, and it was, like, you know, crying in the shower so nobody noticed 
But like that happens. We've done programs here that flopped. We've done different things that just never worked out. And that's, if I listed out all the things that I've done that have just been terrible, it'd be endless. But you deal with them, you learn from those things and you move forward. And then you're not, I'm not just visualizing every time we run a program. I don't think, okay, well, let's launch it today. What if nobody buys it? Oh, what if everybody hates it? Like, I don't ever think that. What it could happen, I suppose, but the odds are few and far between. And most people get caught up in this mindset of thinking about every negative thing that can happen and not all the positive things that can happen. And what I mean is you never go home and you check your mailbox and like, maybe I have a check for $10 million. You never say that to yourself. It's always the reverse though. Oh, well, if this happens, it's done this negative thought pattern. You've been guilty of it. Like I've been guilty of it. We all have naturally as humans. Mm-hmm. But over time, you have to stop doing that. You have to start picturing what's going to happen when it goes right and how it's going to kind of build on itself. That will change your mindset of what is possible in your life. It really will. You still have to do the work. Don't get me wrong. You can't just wish for it. But if you're always like, well, well, no, no. Mentally, you have to kind of play out the movie of how you're going to crush it. I agree. And then affirmations is another one. So asking yourself questions. Why am I so happy? Or why am I sad? And like trying to understand and talk to yourself. I know it sounds funny, but it does work, which will prompt, it will prime your brain to create answers and help you move past it. I think those two things, visualization and affirmations with doing the work consistently can put you in a pretty good position to be successful. Mm -hmm. None of it works unless you work. And I'll harp on that till the day that I die. Like you always have to do the work, which it's your responsibility. Yes. I'm not scared of doing that. Some people are like scared of doing the work, but if you can think the right things and actually put pen to paper, you guys will be cool, which ties into spend time with great people. And Jim Rohn, if you guys know the famous quote, you're the average of the five people that you associate with the most. And I believe that to be true. My life, you know, 15 years ago was in a certain place and not that I don't appreciate the friends that I grew up with and had forever, but in the one context, they were good for escapism and, you know, you know, getting high and (laughs) and drinking and like having a good time and shooting the shit, but they weren't great for my life in other areas. And so now if I look at the people I associate with most here, and I think this is for most of us, it's probably the people you work with and it's probably your family and friends. But more so for me, it's the people I work with. I spend more time here working with these guys than I do my own family and friends. Just the nature of, you know, humans. We were working, you know, 65% of your life is probably at work. And if you're, you know, compounding that eight to 10 hours per day. So a reason I'm so happy and I'm so fulfilled and I feel like my life kicks ass is because I'm surrounded by super cool humans who come here every single day. And they just lift me up and they put me in a position to be successful, not just with money and business, but like with life and like, you know, how they are as friends, how they are as colleagues, how they are as parents, how they are as athletes. Like if you surround yourself with awesome people and talked about before, people who are financially successful, people who are good humans, people who are healthy, people who give back, you are going to be the average of those five people. And even if you're not, if you hang out with 10 people who are millionaires and you're a complete dipshit with money, you're still going to end up being pretty good, if that makes sense. For sure. And I have had to audit my circles um, over the years as well. And it just makes a huge difference. And you have to, again, look out for yourself and and understand what makes you happy. And um, 
maybe limit some time with those people that are draining or are filled with drama, whether it's family or friends or whoever is affecting your life because it's your life. It's not theirs. So you're in charge. Agreed. Number five. Knowledge. So read, read, read. Uh, what's your favorite book this year, Jeremy? Or listen to audio. We listen to audio books a lot because it's just like really convenient and saves time, I feel like. My favorite. I'll go. I really enjoyed Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty this year. I've never even listened. To, I know who he is. I've never listened to I like to his Instagram content too. He's popular. But they also say watch personal growth videos such as TED Talks, university lectures, inspiring YouTube videos, things like that to really um, help educate yourself in those topics that you want to grow in. Most years I do like probably like a hundred audiobooks. Wow, you're so, so good. Well, when you drive a 2008 Honda Accord and you have no radio in there. Well, there's a radio, but... You don't have the passcode anymore to unlock it. Nope. And I'm not going to waste any of my 86,400 seconds sitting at a dealership to turn on this dumbass radio. I don't need that in my life. It's like the news. It's nonsense. Listen to books, He's everybody. He's a very strange person. But it's helped me. It's made I me... love the radio. I have to have my music in my car. It's been like five years. So I don't even notice it. But my point was, I usually do like 100 books a year. This year, I'm probably like half that. But I've done more podcasts this year. Mm-hmm. Which so I ba- have I. Basically, that's an audio book, depending mm-hmm. on what you listen to. Uh, but yeah. if, if we're going books, and I've, I talked about this before, like uh, Atomic Habits is a good book. If you guys want like success hack stuff, uh, it's a James Clear I do like a lot of Seth Godin stuff. His email list is good, too. They're little short emails, but uh, Tribes is uh, is a good book, too. I kind of into anything that I think can help, you know, obviously selfishly me, but other people as well. And so I just try to find things that are educational. And you can find that, again, on Audible. You can find it in podcasts. What's your obviously. favorite podcast? Of all time? Or what do I listen to the most right now? What do you listen to the most? I already know the answer, but... I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan right now. Mm -hmm. But not every episode. I don't... Some of it, it's not... It doesn't resonate. Well, no, I just... I don't have... I don't have time for all of them. But I try to pick and choose the ones that I like. Obviously, I listen to... And he has a lot of good educational ones because he has great, obviously, some of the best guests on there. He has a lot of good people on there. And I like the... I like the... They talk about, like, fighting. Like, I like the Mm -hmm. UFC stuff. I'm just interested in it. Uh, a lot of the finance ones, like Optimal Finance Daily, obviously I've listened to Chris Hogan and Dave Ramsey and those guys for a long time. It's basic information. When we were paying off our house, like I went hard on it just because like it was a reminder. Like, okay. Oh my gosh, every day you were listening to financial podcasts. It's but, just helped. And I listened to quite a few too because it helped uh, motivate you to continue to, to accomplish those goals. Well, I just think if you really want, the, not, the information is out there. Most people are just lazy. With everything. And so if you can do a task, like you're mowing your lawn while listening to a podcast, it's cool. Like how would it do, like, again, I graduated college. I had no education. How am I going to learn about like what a 401k is, what a Roth 401k is, what a Roth IRA is, like what a SEP is, like what are ETFs, what are mutual funds? Like what are, like, I wouldn't know any of that stuff. And now I know it's like you, you can get like a master's degree for free mm-hmm. just by listening. And then if you are a normal human, and whether you trade your own money or not, we don't. Like, I'm educated, like, but we have a financial advisor. We have a CPA. 
And those are people, they're, they're coaches, which will bring me to the next point, which is coaching. Like, I know the stuff, but they're experts in it. That's mm -hmm. all these guys do. Right. Not that you can't learn fitness, but no offense, you're not going to learn as much as me. This is all I can do every yeah. day. Like, I've spent my life doing this. I've given up 15 years of my life to just dive in here to this very narrow lane. But I do think having a coach and a mentor, not just like a CPA and advisors. Or a professional in that area. Yes. To look over everything, review everything, and help you see your blind spots, which is a great point. Leverage your strengths. They can help you. A coach can help improve your mindset, help you build better habits, hold you accountable, or join something like the 47-Day Transformation Group. Boom. Shameless plug. Uh, I do think it helps. It just being around people like that. And again, if you guys have questions, I had a guy the other day that asked me, like, he's in Tucson. He's like, hey, Jeremy, do you have a, a financial advisor and a CPA you recommend? Because my wife is running her own business and we've done her own taxes forever, which I've never done my own taxes. Never. I think I did them one year, but. No, I'm not. A, I, I think can, I messed them up, so. I can barely count. There's no way I'm doing it. But the point is, is I think when you're willing to, you know, stand on the shoulders of giants, you're going to go a long way in your life. And that goes for everything. And I specifically believe about money, which is the next topic. You know, money can't buy happiness. But in the way I f think about it and phrase it, it can buy you freedom. Um, it can buy you opportunities. It can buy you choices. And a lot of that information is free out there. And obviously, I'll get Chris Hansen on the podcast sooner than later. Chris has a different take on money than me. Um, I'm more of like, you know, learn how to budget, become debt free and build wealth. Yeah. He's more, again, we're talking different numbers. He has his, you know, business wealth and personal wealth. You know, his company's going to leverage millions of dollars per year. Jeremy Scott Fitness doesn't do that. We try to go the other way, just pay off all the debts and then everything just cash flows. There's no right or wrong way. And money doesn't make you happier or sad, but it does allow you to do different things and it buys you sometimes a sense of security and freedom if you let it inside the context of which you use it, which we could do a whole podcast just on that alone. But um, that is part of personal growth is, is not being in debt so much it stresses you out or not, you know, spending every dollar you make or trying to keep up with the Joneses and those things. And again, and understanding your personality when it comes to money, what you're okay with and leveraging. Your triggers and your, it goes back to knowing yourself because are you, trying to make as much money to impress other people because you're insecure in certain areas of your life. So it's like being self-aware and understanding what's driving you. And uh, and how much money do you need? Mm -hmm. and, and what do you need it for? Again. And it's still like a learning process for me, you know, as you get older and, and certain things that you think you want in your life. But it's, it's breaking that down and really having those conversations with your spouse and yourself to understand what truly makes you happy and um, in those areas. Which we'll touch on relationships too, but we have the conversations at our house. And I'm not judging anybody. So when you listen to me, it's just my opinion. I'm not an expert in anything other than the few things I know. But I know for me personally and for our relationship, if we were to take out a bunch of debt for a home and let's say we're going to buy a two million dollar house that would cause a strain on the way that I think the way that I talk the way that I act the way that I treat you and the way that we interact and the way that we want to do things it would change the fundamental scope of of how our relationship interacts and I don't think it's necessary you know so we tend to do things differently because I know what stress does to you 
Mm-hmm. And I'm not a fan of it. Uh, so selfishly, I don't want to deal with it for sure. I'm not a fan. You, when you're stressed, it's terrible. And so, you're just like, all you can focus on how so, much like work you need to get done. And so why would I want to I add know, more of that on. to my life? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to go the opposite way. And again, there's no judgment here. If you want to build a $10 million house that makes you happy, I'm happy to come visit and hang out and we'll enjoy the shit out of it for sure. But like, I'm not going to go do that. I'm not going to buy a $180,000 boat. If you buy one, I'm for surely going to come on your boat and have a good time, have a beer, it'll be a party. But I don't want to do that because it's going to change the way that I treat you, my wife. It's the way I do the podcast, the way that I write, the way that I speak. I'm trying to go the other way. How can I have less stress? How can I have less responsibility? How can I have more freedom? How can I have more free time? That's what I'm trying to get to every day. That's what money can do for me personally. Again, there's no right or wrong way to do it, but that's just you as an individual knowing what's best for you and your family and your time. Well said. Is that it? Relationships is the last one. If you want to grow, surround yourself with people who really embody the qualities you want to cultivate in your own life and for yourself. And what usually is left out of discussions about surrounding yourself with you know, other people the person that's left out is you. So the person you spend the most time with is obviously yourself. So you really have to focus on what is truly making you happy, how identifying your strengths and your weaknesses, having a really healthy self-image is so important. And it's very challenging work. Like it's not easy and we're not experts, but we've continued to try to focus on it to move us in the right direction in life and continue to accomplish the the goals for ourselves so um, if you fail to appreciate yourself it can really lead to depression anxiety anger addiction people pleasing even narcissism so you just have to make sure that you are putting yourself first you have to prioritize it and figure out how to thrive to achieve the ultimate you know self-love and growth 100%. I think if I can add anything, it's obviously I love myself. Uh, I know what I suck at. I know what I'm good at. But I have a level of self-awareness I think is comparable to to anybody in the world. (laughs) I am not going to agree to things that I can't deliver on. I'm not going to overpromise. I'm not going to pretend I'm something that I'm not. I do the best I can with what I got and I try to be a little bit better every single day. And when I fuck up, I admit it and I try to improve as I move forward. And I think that's all any of us can do. But that takes you looking in the mirror and just just being realistic and just trying to be better each and every single day. That's all any of us can really do. And if you can do that with yourself, then you can start to bleed that into other people. But as they always say, you know, you got to put your mask on first. And I see a lot of people failing to do that now, maybe more so than ever. Anything else you want to add? In closing, I'll leave you with a quote. So growth is life. If we don't change, we don't grow. If we don't grow, we aren't really living. By Gail, she, 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 he. (laughs) Heather's six drinks in now in the podcast. She's been drinking mimosas for the last. Apparently I can't read. Hour and a half. Words are hard. I really Uh, tried to end with that strong quote. It's really just 2020. That last name. 2020 it's not happening uh i am going to read something here real quick and i'll let you guys go uh now he's going to like 
Well, I'm going to crush you for sure. <laughs> yeah, you're going to crush me, which do. is fine. Um, my homie Pat Rigsby uh, had sent this out today. Um, I've talked about Pat before many times, but I thought this was very telling uh, of the year we've had and how we're going to roll into. And the takeaway is, and this is from Heather and I too, we are rooting for you guys, for everybody who listens to our stuff, who watches it, sees it. I hope nothing but success for all of you. And it doesn't matter whether you're a longtime client of ours here in Scottsdale or you're just a first-time podcast listener. Um, we want you to succeed. The fact that you're giving us your time, your attention, it's something that we don't take lightly. Um, we're honored and we're grateful. But more important than that, obviously, this has been a, a dumpster fire of a year for I'm pretty sure everybody. And the fact that you're making time to learn and improve by listening to things like this does speak volumes about you. And let's face it, most people don't. They're lazy and they're not willing to change their circumstance, their situation. So we're rooting for you guys because, you know, you're rooting for yourself. You're trying to make you the best you. And you're backing it up with things like actions and behaviors. And I believe that 2021 is going to be a, a transformative year for most people, as well as their relationships, uh, their careers, their businesses. And if you want to be successful, it's going to require a sound strategy, probably some adaptability and some perseverance. And from my own personal experience, I know that the last one, uh, perseverance is a lot easier when you know you're not going it alone and that you've got people in your corner and you got people who want to see you succeed. So you can count us in because we want you guys to do awesome. So if you need anything, obviously reach out, ask if there's anything we can do or say or share to help. We definitely will. And just know that we're rooting for you guys to win 2021. And, you know, hopefully it goes a lot better than 2020 has so far. So, Well, cheers to that. Happy New Year, everybody. Wish we had some champagne right now. But we'll have that later when we celebrate tonight with your family. We're going to have a nice New Year's Eve dinner be asleep. Very low key at home. Be probably be in 10. bed by. Oh, I was gonna say nine. Oh, well, I'm in a sleep by ten. I mean, I can lay down by nine, but maybe I'll watch a show, stay up a little bit later. But that's where we're at. Uh, reminding you guys, if you want to uh, check out Athletic Greens, the site athleticgreens.com/slash Jeremy Scott for a year free supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs, uh, just with ordering a month for yourself. Or if you want a free pack, Monica will ship it to your front door. Just send me a DM or email. We're happy to get to it. Also, my homies at Beam CBD will hook you guys up with three free trial packs of the Dream product, which is what I take every single night to go to sleep. Again, there's no THC in it, but it does help you sleep, and I believe in it. And we can always get you guys 20% off. And a reminder, uh, our 47-day transformation is kicking off here in nine days. So if you guys are interested and you've listened to an hour and a half of the podcast so far, I'm happy to share a podcast discount code with you guys to make life a little bit easier to, you know, kind of help you get 2021 started off on the right foot in terms of your nutrition, your training, your mindset, and really just surrounding you with awesome humans who have the same goals as you do, who just want to live healthier and happier and be the most productive, badass version of yourself. So we appreciate you guys. 2020 has been anything but uh, ideal for me and for us and probably for many of you. Uh, but just know, I've said it before and I'll say it again, it didn't bury you. It only planted you to become the most badass version of yourself, which you will be 
as we roll into this new year and we keep navigating it. But remember, you know, nothing's going to change at midnight unless you guys put the pieces into play and start making the changes yourself. So if you need something, holler at us. We appreciate you. We're grateful. And if you happen to be on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Just drop us a five star and leave a comment. We would appreciate it. Share it with a friend or family member who just wants something easy to listen to and maybe help them kick off the new year on the right foot as well. So thank you again. Sincerely, uh, I mean that. Well, we're humbled by you guys and have an amazing start to 2021. So happy new year. Until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.